Science. Welcome to Probably Science. I am one of your hosts. My name is Andy Wood. Jesse hey, Case is sitting to my right. Hey guys, I'm Jesse Case. Who's this guy across from me? Oh, I think it's Matt Kirshen. Hey buddy. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good self-awareness on your part. Thanks, I've become sentient. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's one of the things that, we'll talk about it maybe later on the show, but that's one of the big things that's happened yeah, to me this week. Gotta, it's been a big week. No, it has been a big week. I remember when you when you became self-aware. Yeah. It was kind of a Skynet situation. We it was a bit of a shock it. at first. Yeah. There was a lot of looking at my hands and screaming. <laughs> how's it feel though? You're a real boy. Well, it feels... I think that's the difference. That's the main thing. It yeah. feels like previously it just existed, but and I, I didn't even know that. And I felt bad. It was like a five-minute window between you becoming self-aware and then becoming self-conscious. Yeah. Extremely so. Yeah. Uh, and that does suck, yeah. yeah. And I do have to thank uh, you for supplying the fig leaves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, so have you called back home? Have you called the toy maker to tell him? I don't know what the etiquette is. Hmm. This is a first for me. I feel like you owe him at least a thank you note. Well, I guess... We're going to have to Craigslist and see if there's other self-aware marionettes in the area, <laughs> and we can figure out... British self-aware <laughs> British chimney-sweeping marionettes. I have had a brief look on Craigslist, and I can... Pre- I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there are a lot. Okay. If you look for that, I'm, I'm going to say it's going to come up with quite a few results. Are you guys all the same model number, or like are, these, are there different generations of... Here's the thing. Even though we look different, we are actually genetically identical. Okay. Now, I was looking on Craigslist... Because um, I've been selling stuff on Craigslist lately. Yeah. By the way, that mm-hmm. does make us vulnerable to blight. Oh, that's yeah, you want. We want diversity among the, yeah. genetic diversity among risk. marionettes, mm. so that the, one the Dutch elm of, of marionettes sure. can't sure. wipe out an entire generation. Sorry, Jesse, you're saying yeah. no. Well, let's. Uh, it's a little weird, even because I, I, it it gives away what section of Craigslist I was looking at. Uh-huh. Um, and it's probably too early in the podcast to go so dirty. I don't know. I, the, the Craigslist headline was Looking to get my pussy ate Okay Which um, I laughed for like an hour <laughs> uh, it's like getting As hair- you were re- replying No, no yeah. I wasn't replying But it's like uh, Looking, it's like to, a look- looking g- to get your hair did You know it's just, I just I love the, the English I love the English Yeah, word. it's an interesting <laughs> sort of Collaboration of tenses Yeah, absolutely um, You know who's not looking to get their pussy ate Is our guest No we guest, guys. <laughs> it's Michael- Wait, was no? it pussy? <laughs> Uh, oh, I we never, as a guest, you never know when you can start talking. Anytime, buddy. And th- this Doesn't was matter. definitely the first time I've been on a podcast where I had no idea what any of you were talking about <laughs> okay. before I was going in. So, I mean, I know what self-aware is, okay. but I didn't get the whole. You know, we, we were there's marionettes or something, or there's chimney sweeping. Was this? Was I supposed to listen to this <laughs> well, previously? We're Pinocchio, so we're doing a Pinocchio thing. Got it, got it, got it. Now, was Michael it, Costa? Was it <laughs> pussy? The voice of comedian Michael Costa? Hey, everybody. Hey, thank you. Hey, buddy. Was it pussy eight the number, or because maybe that's like I'm looking for this girl that I refer to as pussy, pussy number eight. eight, but it was either number eight or eight out of ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, this pussy's like, an eight. This pussy, and, I'm, and I want I'm looking for someone whose pussy is an eight out of ten. No, it was, it was yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was I, a, I, a I was poor conjugation, saying, and I would like to think that it's like a porno version of the Hero Six movie. Like looking for my pussy eight, <laughs> but um, it was it was like a um, I don't know if they're just looking for you know some, uh, uh, cunnilingus. I think I guess so. Some, I'm guessing it was lonely a, lonely soul. Was a request for, for cunnilingus. It's a quest for cunnilingus. Yeah. yeah. Now was old, that in misconnections or casual encounters? That was casual encounters. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is I not I expect that from misconnections. <laughs> you no, know, I mis- spend my time on missed casual encounters, <laughs> yes, which is really the saddest part of Craigslist. It is. Well, that's all misconnections really are. Misconnections are just full of people that are that are uh, nervous. 
they're just nervous people. Because I'll <laughs> they don't have the balls to just say I'll hello. read them and it's always situations that's not a real misconnection. It's never like in a movie where like you're on a different subway car. Right. It's always yeah. like I was sitting next to you for three hours and <laughs> trying to work up the nerve to look up from my newspaper. You were trying yeah. to avoid eye contact. I was staring intently at you. <laughs> Call me. Yeah. It's like dude, just say hey. Say hey. Okay. You woman on the poli- on the phone with the police, like filing a <laughs> right. restraining order. Right, me hedge guy. <laughs> free, I, free is my favorite. On oh, Craig's free list. stuff's oh, yeah. great. I mean, it's uh, it's usually a pile of dirt, but then it's also like this motorcycle that runs amazing, and it, it, it's great. The range of free is, oh, yeah. is insane. I, I should spend more time on there because this being Los Angeles, I'm sure there are a lot of people who just don't have can't be bothered to spend the time to get rid of this thing that's worth ninety percent of what it was when they bought it. But totally. they just don't need it. Anymore. Well, there's been times in the UK when I was I, there was a time when I was moving house, and there was also a time when I just I had a laptop and I had this old com- desktop computer that was sure. just gathering dust, and there was still a monitor attached to it that was a good quality monitor, but it just I had no use for it and it was taking up space. Of course. So I gave I took everything out of the desktop that was. Like I took the hard drive out because I didn't want to. Like I didn't want to trust that I could delete everything properly and yeah. data and uh, and also yeah, there might be some stuff on there you that don't I want wanted that out there. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with my bank details. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, not as a not as a young marionette. Yeah, you I don't want, want someone putting my bank details on the internet sure. on those websites that list you know bank details. Agree, former partners' bank details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so I took out the hard drive and then I just gave away most of a reasonable computer. Yeah, someone was very happy to. Yeah, because it was like it was. I've, I could have probably put the bits on eBay, but I might have maybe made fifty pounds and for a lot of hassle and having to box yeah. stuff up. But wasn't it a hassle? You, somebody still had to come over to your apartment, no, and get it. Yeah, but then all I all I did was just carried a monitor and a yeah. computer downstairs and had some guy be very happy and drive off. I'm very afraid of any any person I meet on Craigslist. Not from a murder standpoint. It's just always the so awkward. Everything yeah. is so awkward. It's, God, it's, it's awkward. It's, it's weird. Everyone arranges it, them for parking lots. It's, you know, you, yeah. you don't want this person to know where you well, live. Well, I, I make it quick and dirty. When I sell stuff, it's, I, have, I have whatever I'm selling in my hand. I have my other hand out for money. It's like <laughs> yeah. literally just you like... You can't come inside the house. No, yeah. you can't come inside the house. I've had people over, but like I meet them even in front of the house. They don't even get a look at the door. I, I tell them yeah. what... Uh, type of briefcase to buy and I put the thing in the briefcase and they put their they come up their briefcase and we meet in a train station yep. and, you and drop we just it drop it and pick yep. it up and go we yeah. stand important. next to each other in the line and pick up the other briefcase it's important to do a good drop I think I talked about this before, but I can't stand the people who are answering free ads and then get really like they have a lot of demands. Like, no, 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 you don't understand. You, you to me are a dumpster. Like, yes, you're either correct. taking this thing away correct. or you're not. I'm not giving you any more of my time to tell you about what the thing is or right. like, arrange for different. T- like, get it or don't. But I found a woman's phone in a New York taxi at like the Port Authority, and uh, it was locked. And I, you know, I was like Googling on my phone how to get, you know, call. How do I get this person their phone? So I finally, she calls on, a, on her own phone. I finally answer and she's, and I'm like, look, here's where, you know, I'll be or whatever for, to give you back your phone that mm-hmm. I found. And she's like, well, I can't do that time. Are you available? And I was just kind of like, it was funny. Right. It was like what you're just saying. I'm giving you back kind of your lifeline right. for, because I'm nice. And she ended up, uh, what was really cool. She actually, we actually met and she gave me 20 bucks. I'll take wow, it. Nice. Twenty bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. like a couple beers. Yeah, there we for, go. For honesty. For honesty. Yeah, you could have run away with that phone and started a new life as her. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's how much things. honesty is worth nowadays. <laughs> Twenty dollars exactly. Twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. That's the full extent of it. Mike. Oh, sorry. Oh no, no. I was just saying, as far as having like computer stuff 
taken or anything like that. I know you, we've probably all noticed this as comedians. Um, if you lose like a notebook or something, you look like a psychopath. Dude, that, it's not, yes, totally. Someone I know got interviewed by the police. Well, I've, so, someone because, I, because they found their jokes and they're totally outlandish. Was, he's, and, a, yeah. he's a political comic. Yeah. So it, this was a good few years ago, and he like the front of the notebook were just pages of scribbling about George Bush. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, like he got interviewed by. It wasn't even just the general police. It was like special branch or something like that. I yeah, like, I left. I left a few notebooks because um, I would have a few in my backpack. Um, cause I don't know why, because I'm psycho. So I would I I left a few on like a motel table in the middle of Montana. I was doing some mm-hmm. one nighter or something. Sounds like a great gig. Yeah. It was awesome, great gig. And uh, needless to say, destroyed. Right. Um, <laughs> but that's why you're now mayor of Montana. I, it the is. whole state of Montana now has a mayor, and it's Jesse. Uh, but in the front of all of my notebooks, I write like for a reward, please call and return. Sure. You know. Sure. So someone reached out to me, but they were very timid. They're like so, like what's going? Because you are going to read. You are always oh, yeah, going to read, read whatever you find. I, I looked through this woman's phone to see if I could just see some text messages, but it was yeah. locked. God damn it! Yeah, maybe so, you should lock your notebook. It's it's yeah, it's hard. I go freehand, and yeah. it was um, it was a little difficult because I look like you know, I, I mean most most jokes, most stand up bits. If you don't see them in that context, if it was just someone sitting yeah. there talking to you, deadpan, you'd think this is a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay. We have. I feel like this is. Uh, we, we've repeated ourselves on the podcast before, but I think it's been a year since I've talked about this. Are we doing hippie journal? I just. I don't know. I think it's. I pretty, love how available it was. I, it was just oh, my favorite is, thing is a found notebook that's not a comedian's. Wait, but this hip- is the one that's in your act. Yeah, I the- talk about this. Uh, I rented my, my house out to these hippie girls, and they just destroyed it. Like I had to rent a dumpster to get rid of their hoarders. They destroyed the house. Yeah, oh, so I don't shit. feel as bad making fun of what I found. I found this girl's journal, oh, and man. Uh, this she has all these plans. Like this is the page where possible she's, bands. I just saw there was well, a list is, of possible bands. She's names. starting a group called oh, my Bil- Building a Community of Resistance. This is September two thousand five. <laughs> uh, <you can laughs> this is a, a Portland, a Portland hippie girl planning dry workshops, skills of resistance, DI- DIY workshops. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you can, <laughs> that does make more sense than dry. <laughs> workshops do it yourself workshops that's <laughs> funny the importance of kickball does right, it actually say that if you want to build a community of resistance you got to play some kickball <laughs> is the saying goes. that is it's the old saying yeah yeah got to kick a few balls if you want to uh, oh wow and then the email thing is blank uh, we are interested we can't even see what happened with this group the importance of kickball overall reconnection well, you can look up the band names and see if any of them are on myspace I do. Yeah, so, one of these bands is a real band in Portland that I'd heard of called This Bike Is a Pipe Bomb. Did did they? I have seen This Bike Is a Pipe Bomb play are several they, times. Are they good? They're very good. Yeah. Yeah. Really. But they do attract the weird, like freaking oh, uh, okay. scene yeah, type yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I just dudes enjoy in, the music. It, yeah, yeah, it's dudes in those like baggy capri pants, whatever those are called. Those, yeah, it's like, like a clown. <laughs> that yeah, but about. <laughs> no, it's a very like weird, cool garage rock thing. But then it's like I've I've. Been in, I've seen them in Nashville and stuff, and yeah. it's just like dumpster diver kids and stuff. And I, I don't know how that's their community they reached out to. They just happened to find that's. Yeah. Did they reach back to you for. Did they want this back? No one's ever talked to me about 
the fact that I've I've talked about this on stage now for like uh, the, the entirety of my comedy I like career. Lists. I like this that is, there's her, lists. Her bucket list is my favorite part of the whole oh. thing. Well, I've told you, the, uh, you know, we have all those diaries here from. Oh God, we have, the we have slides. We found slides in the garage. Build a boat. That's on her not bucket have list. a boat. Not her, her not, bucket no. list <laughs> includes get a tattoo bracket S. Learn to weld. Fall in love with a check mark. <laughs> check next mark door. is next to fall yeah. in love. <laughs> a few check marks. Take and, care. And and take care of a dog. So maybe those are the same. <laughs> that's the same. Thing. Great minds. Yeah. Costa, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, check out number twenty. Make you, the only reason this is okay is because she treated your home like shit. Yes. You know, oh right? no, okay, I wouldn't. Yes. And also, I don't even know what, what her name is. I don't know which of the tenants it was. But uh, continually work on dismantling systems of oppression and capitalism, and then. In parentheses, the evil corporate kind. Wow. <laughs> Whoa, man. Dude. And The next one, yeah. help build a boat. Yeah. I felt a little guilty till just now. <laughs> yeah. I want to know who this is. She fascinates me. I mean, stuff gets really personal towards the end there. I, yeah. I won't read all oh, but, that stuff. But, but, uh, yeah, we have found stuff here in the house. We found a bunch of old, wow. s- we found a bunch of old slides of naked hippie women. Mm-hmm. But like like homemade photos, yeah. we found. Uh, we don't have a slide projector, so we just have to like hold them up. We have to hold them up to the light. <laughs> That's uh, a seventies uh, boob. Yeah, yeah, like a like a Okinawa marine trying to jerk off. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we have we have like um. You could Facebook all of these names, by the way, if you wanted to. But is her name is in there. Well, no, don't don't say it. Well, I, yeah, I won't say your name. No, no. There. But I'm saying there's a list here of names. Oh, and I bet those are friends or people re- that she's going to help build a boat with. Maybe or, they're the yeah. people that she needs to send a thank you note to. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that is that's that's that right, is on right, the to do list. It's actually a pretty wide range of things and items and plans. I mean, my journal yeah. is basically just the same dick joke written over and over again. <laughs> she actually has just like, perfecting it. It's just perfecting it. Yeah, it's like if you if you don't get in trouble with the, with the Secret Service for threats to the government, you might have like my friend. Riley Newton, past guest of the show, her mom found her notebook and it just looked like all these cries for help, just suicide note stuff, just like jokes like bury me in pants. What does this mean? And also, if someone's not aware that, because I also have like a just a back pocket set list notebook, yeah. which I've lost those sure. before. So it's it's pretty much the same thing on every page. So it's almost like like something out of The Shining if someone finds <laughs> it. Can, can you imagine thing. how accomplished a comedian you'd be if you didn't lose all your stuff? Do you know what I mean? Like you would be, you keep losing your notebooks. Isn't that losing progress for you? It's losing progress, but then it's like, I, I've, I've gotten them back. You do get them back. I do get them Every back. Every time? And I record everything. Yeah. You know. So I, as much as I would like that excuse for failures, it tur- it's just me. <laughs> I wasn't it turns out that. it's just me. I write on a computer, but then, but then I, I lose, you lose that, or you can't, fi- yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't it's, easily it's access much. stuff. It's well, too much information. Yeah, yeah, Michael, yeah. you and I have been very... Uh, uh, Go ahead. No, I was I was going to ask Michael uh, the, the question the we always questions. ask our guests. Yeah. Yeah. Great. There's questions? There are well, questions. We, before we get into the stories, we just like to ask our guests, what, if anything, is your background in science? In science? Oh, fuck And me. there doesn't have to be anything. Like, we've had every we've had everything yeah. from professional scientists to yes. someone who even, didn't do even a single course in high memories school. Memories of Mrs. McGrath back at here on high school, <laughs> perhaps. This is the part of the show where you guys realize that you shouldn't have asked me to be on your <laughs> podcast. Uh, I... Did I have Mrs. McGrath? That's my we went, background we to, in science. We went to high school together. Yeah, we went to high school and, together. And here it is. High, yeah. I had... D- did you have the physics teacher with who used Doc, the cat? Doc Scheider. Who used Bill the cat to, for everything? Oh, no. Yeah, th- I had him for ninth grade physical okay. science. But what then did he use physics, the cat for? He would, he would teach you about like centrifugal force by, by grabbing his cat that wasn't real. It was a stuffed okay. animal, and then he would like spin it over his yeah, head. Yeah. And then everything was like cat. 
Uh, I am. He had, he had kind of stereotypical like uh, crazy professor hair, didn't yes. he? Or so? Oh, yeah, he yeah. was exactly who did the he th- Simpsons would sketch as, yeah, as yeah. high school science. Did he teacher. think he was like sort of the new Schrodinger? <laughs> yes, yes, like everything is a cat-based thought experiment. <laughs> My ninth-grade science teacher would wear these like Amish-style dresses, but. Then knee socks, but you could see she just had really hairy knees. Ooh. You know what I mean? It would, and she was constantly drunk. She was the drunkest teacher. And uh, I think she got fired the year after I left that grade. Are you sure she was actually drunk? Or Absolutely. She no, she had she had lots of alcohol in her desk. Did we all were, the kids we, know it and talk about yeah, it? Yeah, we'd go through her desk all the time. But there are That's people in our childhood that we don't realize were drunk until we get older and yeah. we yeah. meet drunks. We had a, a sp- and, oh, like yeah, a, and you're like, oh my God, that, that fourth was, grade yeah. teacher was a fucking alcoholic. I had no idea because I was, you know, nine or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there yeah. was a teacher we had, like it was a PE teacher, a oh, sports teacher who was just uh, like, just <laughs> climb yeah, these just ropes, go, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sort of go like, oh, yeah, his face was always red. <laughs> yes. Like, always red. <laughs> right. And if he thought he was losing our attention, he, like, his party trick was to, we'd throw a cricket ball at him and he'd head it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but a cricket ball, for American listeners who might not know, is a is pretty much wood. Like It's, yeah. like it's harder than a baseball. Yeah. Oh, substantially Absolutely harder. Absolutely harder than a baseball. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just funny. basically, yeah. Did you uh, it's a piece to... of wood wrapped in leather, effectively. <laughs> That's what it's... <laughs> you didn't go to Huron Valley uh, Swim Club button. I did go to Huron Valley. Well, I, we didn't belong... My family didn't belong there. I worked there. You worked there. Okay, yeah. so I, I belonged to uh, Racket Club, and my parents would make me be on the swim team, which I fucking hated. Uh-huh. But we'd have to go swim against you guys, and we would like, lose I, I like 8 there. billion... Again, okay, you yeah. didn't belong there. We would lose, when you like, say belong, does that mean you weren't a member there? I wasn't a member. I worked yeah. there. Because belong senior. there to me sounds like uh, oh, okay. no, we don't allow you. Sorry, you had to like these were summer clubs that you you paid to be a member. Now these aren't country right. clubs. Yeah. These are like swimming and it was and like clubs. it was like six hundred dollars a year, and the family could go. You it was like uh, it was like a public pool kind of. Anyways, but, but we yeah. would go, and but I always loved those. They had these like bouncy things. We had we do. had trampolines and we had yeah. space ball, but we also had the guy who was my boss who ran the whole thing. I didn't realize until I was older was like drinking all all day the time. That's so unsurvice. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. What's a uh, space ball? Spaceball is, is trampoline. It's the fucking coolest it's, it's thing the ever. Best that, yes. I, it might only exist at Huron Valley Swim Club. I'm I w- not sure. I would love to. You guys should get one for out here. Yeah. Spaceball would be. It's, it's a trampoline room, essentially. They have okay. stuff kind of similar at like Sky Zone or Jump Zone, those mm-hmm. places. But uh, the floors are trampoline, the walls are trampoline, and then there's a divider between the two halves with these two tunnels, and you're trying to throw a ball through that thing and have the person not catch it's it competitive trampoline with balls and everything around you They're is rules. a trampoline yeah I mean it's also the thing that if you do over the age of 14 every bone in your body breaks right, oh, right. but when you're 8 it's you're fine me Andy and I think Dax Jordan a past guest of the show went to Sky Zone the jumping the, oh, trampoline, the trampoline room, room. and I nearly threw up. Like, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you buy an hour of time, and you're like, oh, wait, we could have, if, if there was a five-minute option, we would yeah. have done five-minute option. We played dodgeball against incredibly, like, in the prime of their life, 15, 16-year-old kids. And, like, Andy's in decent shape, but, like, Andy Not was still broken. Yeah. I was, I've, this, it felt like cross-country as a kid. Like, it felt like as a kid when you had to do a cross-country run in school. I was like... I had a stitch. I was wheezing. I nearly, I nearly vomited. Man. So, so, you, that, so that's my background in science. I've played space ball at Huron Valley Swim Club. Uh, I'm not super science. Um, I'm not. 
I listen to Science Friday. I enjoy nice. that. There you go. That, to me, is the most easily digestible science that exists. You're- However... I was recent, recently introduced to your podcast. I think it's you are more digestible nice. than science. Right. Less accurate, you, but more digestible. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. Do you have a favorite uh, scientific subject? Something that just fascinates you? You don't have to like know what shitload about it. Um, well, with the Ebola out, I always have enjoyed anything where viruses kind of win where like mother nature always kind of takes over like i always love that as i don't know if this is a subject but remember when that icelandic uh, volcano shut down the europeans travel for like three years or whatever i fucking love that type of stuff (laughs) i love when nature is just like constantly bitch slaps us and is like you guys relax i i got this you know anyway so you punch that into your probably science uh d- digital calculator and see what subject comes up i like the same stuff I, if there weren't for the if there weren't for the human toll of those kind of things it would be my favorite like i right I, but I, the humans are me, dying yeah, that's true part of me wishes that i could be around for a giant earthquake at some point in my life like is that really <laughs> you will be that, yeah. right but i'm we saying will be is this it increasing is it something number? i shouldn't admit is that make me a monster that no I, I don't even i i uh, you know what i mean like i don't yeah. want to see people die but i want to see a huge earthquake yeah. like i just want to see it i just want to see what that's like if there's i they've the they've crunched the numbers so much on la but i think they've done the numbers of like if if it's a main downtown la like fault line if it's like above an 8.0 where it's just fucked just it's over the that's, city that's the, the city but there's like Albert never Brooks. those numbers right not yet i mean not yet eventually i guess but i mean there was a um like that I think they said like the the earthquake in Haiti, for instance, that was like a seven point two, yeah, six point seven, maybe even. If that was if that happened here, just because of infrastructure, they they think the death toll would be about five hundred people in L.A. Wow. as opposed to like half a million. Just because the construction there, is because so, yeah, our apartment buildings are built on like like we had an uh, earthquake when I first moved here. Our in my landlord was like, yeah, our apartment's built on wheels. Like yeah, there's the a fucking giant building mm-hmm. rolls right. when there's an earthquake. And yeah, like, it's that's a com- insane. Totally, it's a combination of that. It's a it's a mixture of buildings that have been designed in recent years in earthquake prone areas have design features like that, and like they're mm-hmm. designed to sway in a uh, high winds and vibration. Like the taller buildings yeah. are designed to have given them. Um, Which is crazy, man. Totally crazy. Yeah. And also the other thing that affects it is after the earthquake, somewhere like Haiti, the that what's like the rescue missions yes. and all the right. the supply chains to get yes. food and water and all those kind of things into the damaged and get medical help into the into and out of the damaged areas uh, are very uh, basic compared to somewhere here where mm. they would be able to helicopter in and helicopter they they would have the ability oh, to yeah. get FEMA's help always much on quicker point right away. Well, that's true. <laughs> they always immediately well, help. You know, you bring up my brother and wife lost their home in, in Katrina, and it was like it wasn't the hurricane; it was the levees, right? Yeah, that right. broke. Which scientifically, if those were better engineered, which I hope they are now, that right. wouldn't have happened. But right. to kind of bring up your point, if it was a more first world situation, maybe not as many people would have died. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we I do don't have, know. have this. Like, there is a story we aren't going to cover it, but um, there have <laughs> since it's come up anyway. There have. Recently, in northwest Nevada, there's been a recent swarm of earthquakes in the last week or so. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which has I didn't in- know that. increased the chance of a large quake occurring. Uh, Fuck, why? Well, I, would, I swear? Because I've, yes, I've swore like 80 yeah. times already. You, you, that doesn't release the valve kind of? and like uh, That's what I always thought. Well, there's there's two possibilities off. depending on the type of... Yeah, depending it, on the type well, of quake. Well, it's so logarithmic, though. Because I've studied that, and it doesn't do much. If we have like a bunch of, let's say, 5.0s... 
they're not going to become it, anywhere near that to releasing lower, enough. That doesn't release anywhere near enough tension to prevent like a 9.0. Okay. Well, that's yeah, wow. that's also worth remembering that um, when you hear about the Richter scale measurements, it is a logarithmic scale. Yes. So. It's significantly higher. Massive. Per, yeah. yeah. I, I think right. I, I, I need to double check this before I just blurt it out. I'm sure, I'm sure someone will correct us. We often, as mm-hmm. they're very good at doing. But uh, <laughs> the internet no, is, we, was we, made for that. We like it. We, it's, it's our one vague like nod towards real scientific method on this show is that we do <laughs> we, we do reviewed in the sense that we're listener reviewed. Yeah, and we encourage that. We, you know, we we are definitely not experts on pretty much anything we talk about. We have we're enthusiasts with a vague background. So, <laughs> it's it's really nice when people who do know their shit actually email or tweet us in with Actually, this is what the real deal is. What's this? You just uh, but I think like Brian Fellow from that SNL scale. <laughs> <laughs> What's the? Uh, but I think with the Richter scale, I think it doubles every one you go up. I, I think it went ten times every time you go up one. I don't know. Let me check. All right, let's go to the tape. Okay, uh, Andy, you check. What's the Nevada story? You got that? So yeah, I have. Um, so nice directing, Jesse. This Thanks, is a Huffington Post story, which means it's probably been stolen. It just gets from, me out of doing anything. That's <laughs> yeah, the, right, right. Oh, it's been stolen from Reuters in this case. The Huffington Post story. Uh, the activity centered just off the state of Nevada's northwest border, some 40 miles southeast of Lakeview, Oregon, and started on July 12th. Over the past three months, the laboratory has recorded some 550 incidents, that's the Nevada Seismological Laboratory, of seismic activity of a magnitude of 2.0 or larger, while there has been three magnitude 4 or higher quakes since October the 30th. On Tuesday, this would have been this would be Tuesday two weeks ago. By the time this goes oh. out, the area was rocked by a magnitude four point six earthquake. Uh, the U.S. Which I was in a four point five here. Yeah, you'll feel it. it. You you definitely felt it, but yeah. it, but you know, yeah, you still were you were driving and you didn't turn around or stop. You yeah. just kept going. But right. you know, I mean, not that that. But that's the but whole, the fact there's so many right now. But that that's are the whole thing size. with the the logarithmic scale. Yeah. Is that if you if you felt a five point five, it would like ruin your life. Sure, you know. Sure. Well, because no, five point be... five still wouldn't. But by the time you're getting into the sixes, it's getting very. Well, a five point five. I mean, it's it's you'll that'll break a lot of shit. Uh-huh. If that happens like right under you, if the epicenter yeah. is, you know. I was doing a Smirnoff Ice commercial audition <laughs> in a four point six. And okay, we, well, don't we brag on we, our show. I didn't get it. I've never got it. You're ever. Smirnoff Ice commercial auditions. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? What, I, what I'm I trying was to doing, say. <laughs> I was once, <laughs> oh, shit. I shouldn't have said it. I was once doing stand in work for a Zima web sketch. <laughs> okay, there we and, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is it was a 4.6. We didn't stop the audition. Yeah. Okay. Which it would have been great for me to go. I think I would have booked it. But we had to stop right. because of the earthquake. Mm. I did not, did not the, book you, it. You're absolutely right, by the way. It's a base 10 logarithmic scale. So that means. Oh, thank you. So a five is 10 times. More shaky than a four. More shaky. Here's a, here's a question I'd like to ask you guys, if I may. And sure. corresponds to a release of energy three thirty one point six times that. Release Wait, base ten, so it's not a hundred times shakier. No, five it's, is ten times. Shakier it has a than shaking four. amplitude. I didn't know if it was per point. It has a shaking okay. amplitude ten times what a four would be, which Got has it. a release of energy thirty one point six times. Okay. Jesus. Here's my question for you guys. Go for it. Yes. Three inches. When we have these discussions with anybody. And someone is sent to fact check, as Matt just did. Yes. Mm-hmm. How often do we think now that fact check is accurate? I mean, I we, I always tend to think that what I Google is accurate, but right. it doesn't have to be accurate, right? Well, I've just Mostly checked two we, different websites, and they seem to back it up. I okay. go to Wikipedia, and 
you'd think because anyone can edit that that it's not reliable, but actually I, I've read that uh, an article on Wikipedia ends up getting fact-checked and verified more times than one more. that goes in like World Book or Britannica. It's yeah, crazy, I know, read that, I read that on Wikipedia. <laughs> and uh, thanks mm. for stepping on the punchline. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, yeah, it's. We uh, just assume everything. I mean, I, I'm not really like this conspiracy theorist that the internet is wrong. I'm just saying we also. You've had that friend that sent you the article that says, you know, Obama's oh, yeah, from I, born in Kenya, and you go to the website and you're like, what? The, it's just a dude's blog. A friend from high school is right. uh, a friend of both of ours. Um, is I think it's more like an OCD thing. If he gets some kind of chain letter, he can't help but forward. Oh, like he has to do it, <laughs> and then I just have to write back right away with this Snopes uh, debunking of the sure, thing, just sure. to be like, you know, you, we, uh, Snopes isn't a site any of us can go to, and then find out right, that right, right, right. that, that uh, don't fill up your gas tank day isn't a thing and that it doesn't <laughs> wouldn't work. It would just mean everyone would buy their gas in a different day. And- uh, just to say, by the way, uh, finish this off, this article says, The laboratory says that following swarms like these earthquakes, there is a slight increase in the likelihood that a larger earthquake will happen. The current swarm resembles one that occurred in Reno, Nevada in 2008 that shook the area over a two-month stretch with increasingly strong tremblers leading to a magnitude 5 quake that caused moderate damage in the area. Wow. The laboratory said. Mm. Well. So there we go. Do you guys have an earthquake uh, kit here? Oof. What did I say? Earthquake? Earthquake. I've got, I've got a case of vodka. Earthquake kit. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's because I don't. <laughs> I got I got one in my room, but it's like very, it's not like anything from the road. Like I could, I could put out for like five hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have like a gallon of water and some. You do? Yeah. And I have okay. some, some like. That's pretty good. I have some like soup most. cans and a can opener. You I, I got a flashlight. You got a flashlight? flashlight? Yeah. I mean, what else is there in those things? Flares? Duct tape? Aspirin? Yeah, I don't have that kind of shit. Do you have a first aid kit here? I got a first aid kit. You have a first aid kit. I got a first aid kit. You do too? I have band-aids. I have a proper first aid kit. That's not a first aid kit. A first aid kit is like something fell on my arm. It's bleeding. And you get like gauze and fucking all that shit. Oh, no. My first aid kit is actually like a very like military $100 first aid kit. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there we go. I should be sleeping in your room. I just got like a three cigarettes and a glove puppet. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen those? Oh, I do have. By the way, I do have an earthquake emergency pack of smokes <laughs> if you think i don't have that yes. you're ludicrous do you really um, have one pack you won't touch that's there is absolutely a okay that's yeah it's my like, safety i have a safety pack if yeah. you want a cigarette and you're out but you know about that pack you will go out still you'll go it. out and buy a pack and that's a common thing is but i don't, go that's out, hilarious i avoid the safety pack don't cigarettes go stale over time do you do you replace if you buy a new pack do you then open the safety pack and the new one becomes a safety question. pack or very do you leave that question. in storage i leave it in storage but they do go stale but it takes a long time same as like um non-perishable food or even the gallon of water i have to replace that every two months Really? Do yeah, you? Just drink it. Yeah, because the, the plastic starts getting in this shit, you know? Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, phthalates and stuff? Yeah. Is that, that does something bad to us. That's the only reason there's an expiration date, because water doesn't I just I just have powdered water, which, ironically, you have to add. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, I know. Powdered water is no Sorry. good. Yeah. Can, I, can you do stupid jokes on powdered <laughs> yeah, science? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah. We're all about it. Um, I, have you guys seen those? It's pretty cool. It's the survival kit in an Altoids can. No. It's like 10 bucks. What's what does it consist of? It's it's uh, just Altoids. It's, it's just a very Alto- it's a yeah. really bad survival kit. Yeah, it's a, it's a marketing tool. Um, <laughs> you don't have fresh breath for your when you die. No, it's like it's like a fishing line and a hook and a bait and like oh, okay. and like band aids and like um, a little like t- fucking tootsie roll for like right, it's a very right, basic. Right, right, right. It's like more glucose. Of a novelty. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a like novelty. a whistle that you blow for help. Right, but it's like a very novelty thing. But it's not a bad idea just for the glove box. You know, if you ever want a great one hour 
get away from L.A., enter a world that you've never known existed. Go to the California Surplus Shop on Santa Monica and Vine. Fuck yeah, dude. You've driven by that place a million times across from three of clubs. Yeah. That place is crazy. I go there gas- for all my gas masks. There you go. Gas masks, fucking... <laughs> All this shit is there. I have a weird amount of gas masks, by the way, guys. You own a gas I'm mask. Sure you do. Yes. Jesus. I actually own one. No, I'm sorry. That's I own not a very a, that's cheap not a survival filter mask. Okay. It's for weird. It's very weird reasons. I went to a, one of those kind of places <laughs> to stock up for uh, stock up for Burning Man, and they, yeah, so much like World War II era fetish stuff. Crazy. I mean, G suits, old ass G suits. Oh, they're yeah. like five hundred dollars. Those ones that just like tighten you up so the blood gets squeezed to your head. Like, yeah. What possible use could you have for that thing? <laughs> well, like, a lot of the Army Surplus Halloween. Store employees yeah. are fucking nuts. Oh, I'm sure. And I love it. I love talking to those guys. Um, it's like in Falling Down, that Michael Douglas movie. Remember he goes in the surplus shop? It's like, yeah, that's fucking right, man. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like Ann Arbor. What, what, was yeah. the, what was the surplus shop there? Harry's? Uh, Harry's, Harry's Army, Army Surplus. surplus that was a great spot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. they have Army Surplus employees. Yeah. <laughs> Selling a army surplus stock. Exactly. So it's like you go in and the guy's like shaving with a buck knife. <laughs> you know, and he's like, he's, he's using a broken off like rear view mirror for as his mirror. Yeah. It's like, I don't think it's the apocalypse yet. You can just shave. And there's normal. like a sink and mirror like behind exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's not right to, yeah. next. There's, a, there's an actual barber sitting next to him with like, <laughs> like an empty chair. I think that's a, quite a North American. I mean, they, they exist in the UK as well. And there are people like that who exist in the UK. But uh, I think it's very like. North America, Americans and Canadians, I've definitely encountered far more of that sort of mentality of like, when it all goes down, man, I got, I could do shit. Yeah, yeah. I just remember a guy who, I can't remember his name now, he was a Canadian comic who briefly visited the UK. I haven't seen him in 10 years. Well, British Army surplus stores are just like red pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Loads of red pants. Like, yeah, lots of um, like tricorn l- hats. L- long knives you can screw onto the top of your, of your musket. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's all. Yeah. Yeah, it's very bayonet heavy. Yeah, powdered wigs. Slash powder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Billy don't don't you feel sizes. like it's because in Europe and Cornets? F- sorry, f- mm-hmm. finish your story about the. I love Canadians. No, no, over you can, no, no, I want to hear about the Canadian comic. Well, I was just. I, love I just comics. remember we were all drinking at another comic's house, and he just went on this sort of extended <laughs> speech about how he could survive in the woods. Like, totally. it was just like and he needed it to be known. Like, he needed yeah. everyone here to know that, like, if if shit goes down and he's in the woods. Like he can live, he can live off the land, and I was just like, I've got, a, I've got a credit card. I could also. You drop me in the woods, I can probably. <laughs> comics are fascinating. I know a oh, lot yeah. of comics that have large sums of cash. I know comics that have buried things in their backyard, and I, I don't think it's, it's not just comics, but comics are ones that are like, I don't know, think maybe differently. I don't know, yeah. but. I find in Europe there's a lot less of that because I feel like in Europe you guys have experienced all that shit. Well, your your, your towns have been like leveled, taken over, but yes, level, and it's like yeah. we're so paranoid because we've never like it's like after 9/11 the most scared people yes. were, were in flyover states. We're like, guess what? The terrorists aren't going to attack the St. Louis Arch. They don't. Care I was about in this figure Champaign, Illinois, yeah. and everyone's like, we're next because we have the massive computer, and I'm like, no one's going <laughs> to fucking yeah. come here and kill the it's, farmers. It's, it's almost What's like a big computer. They have a. a they have a, a, a school of engineering. They have a big computer, but every college has a big computer. Yeah. Right. But yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. It's it's cocky of you to think you're that yes. special. Everyone wants yes. to feel special yes. enough that they're a target. I yeah. wonder if it's also the scale of America though, because when he was talking about the woods, I was sort of the British. There is no version of the woods in Britain <laughs> that aren't like, like you can't you can't walk in any direction. There's nowhere in Britain where if you sort of drop someone in the wilderness, you can't just walk for a bit and eventually you'll stumble across a house where a man will tell you to get off his land. Really? <laughs> like, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. we have just... 
well, barren areas or wooded areas. Yeah, there areas are bits for, of America. But yeah, how do you get to those areas? Like, if the apocalypse ever goes down. Yes. When? When? <laughs> okay. when fucking when? Um, <laughs> like, it's not as if I'm just suddenly going to be in the middle of Nebraska. I'm still going to be here. There's always going to be people around. Right, yeah. The fishing thing isn't going to be that useful with the LA River a block away. That's not going to well, be. Like the is, whole it, is it a block away from here? It's right yeah. over there. Do yeah. you guys ever get drunk and, and try to jump across it or whatever? Because I always want to walk the LA River, but it's so guarded. Oh, I've jump been, across no, the little part yeah. that's like in the middle of yeah. the oh, there's a there's so. a place where you can get in over on Chandler. Like, is I've there? been down. Cause I've been like I want to go down. Before. It's so sad, the fucking LA River. It's depressing. Uh, yeah. It makes me so. The, but there it, are parts that are publicly accessible now. They've made yeah. it accessible now, down by like Atwater. I think there's for, uh, for the our listeners who have yeah exactly yeah. for the, for listeners who don't who may have been to LA or don't don't know what it looks like. It's been used in a hundred films, particularly the, that chase scene in Terminator Two where they're on the motorbikes. Yeah, um, in Greece and in uh, yeah um, the LA River kind of is drive though. I felt like was a set. I don't know. I've never seen it actually have a tree around it. But but idea. it does. It's that sort of. It looks like a concrete channel that has a small stream ru- flowing through the middle. Mm-hmm. And every so often, if there's been really heavy rain, it looks a little bit like a river. But it normally looks like just a drainage channel. So there's the no of bank. There's, there's no. It's, just, no, it's crazy. It's just they, that hard. Ch- that hard. Um, yeah. like almost square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they Concrete. made it so wide. Like I've seen the LA River quote flooded, <laughs> and it since. But since it's like eighty feet wide, it's an inch of water. And I feel like it could just be a little channel. Like I don't know, but it is a little channel in most places. Yes, it could be a well, pipe, that's what I mean. basically. Yeah, it could be. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, what yeah. is this worst case scenario that they they planned for when they made it this this massive? I mean, that would be yeah. if the LA River ever actually flooded. That there we'd have way bigger problems. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The drought would be over, most definitely. I, t- I tell you one skill that would be handy in the case of an apocalypse. Hey, what's that? Really Matt? fast serve? Be- being, a, being a tennis pro? <laughs> <laughs> nice. A tennis player? St- nice. For our listeners, I'm training Matt on the shitty segues. <laughs> and we're still getting there. We do five hours a day of training. Uh, <laughs> uh, I tell you what does come from good training. What's that, Tennis Matt? skills. Tennis there you skills. go. There you go. All right, I'll give you an A. So, Did you? <laughs> so uh, before you got into comedy, you were? I was a tennis tennis player. Yeah, professional. Which, by the way, in a in a in a time of crisis like the apocalypse, tennis maybe dressage first, then tennis would be immediately just eliminated. It's such a gratuitous sport. <laughs> it's such a like somebody so much equipment is needed and like it's just a lot, real estate, a lot of real estate, a lot of real estate, a lot of real estate. I mean, the court. If you add the court aspect, okay. but yeah, I mean, but other it is than- still something you could, in theory, you can pl- once you've got the racket and two rackets and a ball you can't play with just a bit of string i mean every kid has taken two items in their hand and tried to hit a ball back and forth to yeah. each other mm-hmm. you know what i mean so that is that space ball to bring to tie it all back that is what space ball is although that your hand is the is the tool uh i played professional tennis but i was a minor league professional tennis player my career high ranking was 864 in the world i made eleven thousand dollars in career prize money so i was at i compared to comedy i was the host feature at like c and d clubs uh-huh. so there we go that's my that was my skill set as a tennis player so. but still you would consider the host or feature at c or d clubs to be 834 well that's a good question 864 i wish 864. i was 834 uh one thing i love about tennis is there's literally unlike comedy there's just a, a ranking 
Right. So, like, you know how we all go, like, that guy sucks, and why am I opening for him, or why is he opening for wait, her, wait, wait, or whatever. You haven't been to ComedyRanking.com? Uh, no, <laughs> you haven't seen the rankings? That would be awesome. Is there actually Comedy Ranking? Of course we're all ranked. Uh, be, there's that'd a that'd system. Be, yeah, and when if, you know, if you if you want to get higher in the rank, you play someone who's higher ranked yeah, than you at, at a gig. At a, at a comedy gig, yeah. at a battle. And then yeah. you swap. You do them at a, a gig battle. Uh, and there's a point system. And yeah. But I, I corrected you jokingly when you said 834. Because for the person who is 834, that would that's not cool to, to be like mistaken yeah. for 864. There were 30 people just then who yeah. were just like, like he's fu- not in that yeah, place. He's yeah. not in that place. Uh, but what was the question? I forgot. Well, I got we were actually right. leading into a story related to it. Oh, but, I cool. mean, I guess I was curious how how you got from tennis to comedy. I always loved comedy. I'm from a big family. I'm the youngest of four, and it was like this thing where in high school. It, I was you just kind of do what you're good at, right? Right. And there's no like out there was no outlet for comedy that I knew of in Ann Arbor. We're b- both from Ann Arbor, Michigan, so I kept going to. I always enjoyed tennis, but comedy was probably my passion. It wasn't yeah. until later that I realized, oh, you can actually, I can make eleven thousand dollars a year doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a story that also it's something that recently happened that also links into stuff that we covered. We had uh, David Epstein, author of The Sports Gene, on the show a few... Oh, that's awesome. ...a few months ago. I have his book, and uh, he came on the show that I was on in New York, and we got chatting. I thought it was fucking fascinating was, what he was talking about. It was a really about. interesting book, yeah. and one yeah. of the chapters yeah. was about the gender divide in sports and how much of it is nature and how much of it is just sort of conditioning and the, yeah. the way things have lined up. Because there was a, a period, maybe in the 70s or 80s, where women were starting to make such fast gains that there were articles positing the question like will women eventually match men in like running speed and things like that but we discussed this about bullshit tapered off like darts right but I mean when they're actually we learned about the power billiards what's his name Fill the power table. Oh, Fill the, the power, power table. table. Greatest player too. Absolutely, I, I know who Phil the power table. Watson knows Phil the power table. You know I was on, I, you know, I was on a sports show for a year, but w- I love, dude. I will watch <laughs> English darts on I, TV. Darts is really entertaining I to watch. It's, it's so, basically very drunk people with yes. a huge crowd. Normally, like someone like Alexandra Palace. <sighs> Hundreds and hundreds of people. Surely they don't do it drunk. One hundred and twenty-two. Yeah, they don't do it as drunk as they used to, but yeah, they definitely do. They used to have hold beers. You think and, they get and throw? A little while they do it? They, oh, they yeah, used because, to have footage. Used, of, yes, because because um, it's because it's a sport. They test for things like beta blockers, which mm. which steady your hand. You sure, can't beta have that, blockers. But well, beta blockers, if you prefer, <laughs> and. But alcohol also in smaller amounts has a steadying effect, gets rid of uh, there we go. Right. shakes. And so a, a couple of drinks gets would... rid of the shakes because of the day before it's alcohol. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it calms so, you down. One calms you down. That's why, you know, so, you're supposed to have a, a beer. Yeah. And also a snooker is the other one. Snoo- like particularly snooker. in the 70s, snooker yeah. and darts were huge on British TV. That's fine. And they were all sponsored by the tobacco, tobacco companies. Mm hmm. And totally. If I, I think they were the last, I don't, I don't know if they still can be, but certainly there was a period of time where they went. Uh, you can't. Tobacco companies can no longer advertise on things like football and other major sports. Yeah. But darts, snooker, and Formula One racing were like the holdouts where they were like, "It'll kill the sport." It'll kill Do you want to kill the sport? Like the Winston it's Cup. The yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. The Virginia Slims was the women's tennis tour. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, it was like you you just hear it and you don't even think about it, but it was yeah. like classy smokes you know for yeah. the ladies that are you've come a long way baby <laughs> yeah exactly uh 
Dude, English darts, yeah. watch it. It is fucking fantastic to watch. Eric Bristow. I'll have Raymond to go. Van Bonneveld. I take it all back. Now I'm wow. interested in watching darts. We, we so you had Epstein on. Yeah, because, because women, and you would think women and men uh, could probably, probably play darts together because it's not about you know muscle mass. It's like yeah. a fine We were talking about that a couple, of week, chess. a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, yeah. And, and again, it, things like that. Chess, very, great like, call. Yeah, again, hugely like dominated by men over the years. But there's, they still separate the leagues. They separate in the leagues. Chess, they do. Yeah, really? there's been a FIFA. few. Yeah, FICA. FIDE. FIDE. That's it. Okay. Yeah, it's one of them. But then there's been yeah, there's been a few. There's been like a couple of um, female grandmasters who've made it into the top ten and maybe even the top five. One or like very rarely. Yeah, you're still internationally ranked, but but they're very like. But there's still yeah. Okay. But that does feel like things like that and things like darts and things that are sort of just skill based rather than like physiology based. Mm-hmm. I still think it's very likely. Same with academia, where like I, and comedy even. I think it's just a case of traditionally these were seen as male things. Yeah, I agree. So fewer women went in. Fewer women go into them at the beginning, and then mm-hmm. the ones who do f- have less encouragements, so they drop out at higher rates. So there's just substantially Mostly, less chance that mm-hmm. they'll get through to the high levels because of inbuilt historical well, people prejudice. Scoff, people scoff at me for trying to give manicures. And I yeah. say, guys, I want to give some manicures. I've had a male manicure, by the way. Break through that acrylic ceiling, Jesse. But, so you're, you're, you're suggesting that it's it's more nurture than nature. I think in those cases yeah. it is. I mean, my, my girlfriend is a sommelier. She's like, <laughs> does wine. I don't know what happened over here. Uh, uh, Jesse liked my joke. I'm sorry. Oh, shit. I'm no, sorry. That's fine. I missed it. No, it's fine. But like wine, ta- like you look at the master sommeliers in the world, wine, wine tasters. Mm-hmm. It's like... 90% men. Yeah, but chefs are the same. Wait, chefs are the same. Your girlfriend goes to all these wine tastings. Yeah, yeah. Does she spit or swallow? She. Uh, <laughs> See, this is why. This is exactly <laughs> why. Yep. What? <laughs> the sexism inherent <laughs> in the system. That is the only time question. that joke is funny. That's a funny <laughs> question. Uh, <laughs> at a, a tasting, you got to spit. Because it's like 15 wines. Okay. But, yeah. you know, uh, my dick, same, same swallow. You know what hey, I'm saying? There yeah, there it is. Uh, no, back. You guys all get the joke. Do the listeners get the joke? I was referring yeah. to wine tasting. Yes. Yes. The bucket and the, oh, yeah. But also it could be referring to fellatio, so it's a double entendre. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 I think no, that's fine then. That's fine. But it's evening out. Now, the difference between that is that it's not wouldn't be considered athletic. But darts, I'd be curious to see if this changes. Darts, everyone is there, – there definitely is a inherent – men have more strength physically than women. I hope the, the internet doesn't blow up while I say that. But No, you we know, have 10 listeners, dude. Right, okay. I'm saying, but darts is something – I always thought about billiards, but then my brother, who's a big billiards guy, was like, dude, it's all about the break in billiards, and men are just going to be stronger women in the break. But I, I don't know if that's true or not. See, that's – That's well, my then, drunk brother, you, Todd. Would you assume that means that uh, women probably can't approach the tennis serve speeds of men? Well, I know where you're going with okay. this, but yes, I would say they, they – well, they haven't yet – Serena Williams is the closest. Well, no, actually, not anymore. As of September, who um, at the Bank of the West Classic, Germany's, and I don't all these names I'm going to mispronounce. Sure, sorry, I'm not a big tennis follower. Uh, Sabine Lisicki. Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, she hit a serve 131 miles per hour. That's fastest ever recorded in women's tennis. Uh, That's not just fast for a woman. Her record-setting shot, which broke Venus's mark of 129, is faster than any serve Roger Federer has hit in 2014. Sure. And, uh, Except what's funny about that comparison, and that is a massive serve by, right, right. by Lisicki. That's ma- I mean, my fastest recorded serve ever in the prime of my tennis was 134. No, so, yeah, really? 134. So she's a 131. What? Yeah. And, but what's funny about that comparison, Roger Federer is not 
ever been ever known as a fast server. Okay. He is a dominant serve because he's like a he's like a pitcher that moves the ball around. But you can't compare Lasicki to the fastest recorded serve ever by a male, which I think is 155. Oh, okay. Roger Federer. But we have never seen a woman serve at this these speeds ever. Mm-hmm. And w- what's going to keep it from progressing? Nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, well, I mean that's that it brings into question what is the defining trait that determines uh, serve speed. Is it about brute strength? This is an article on Slate.com uh, that we'll link to over on ProbablySites.com yeah. trying to get to the bottom of, of what the main factors that contribute to serve speed are and if women will approach men's women w- speeds. Women will absolutely get faster and faster. In my opinion, I don't think they'll ever be serve faster than, than men. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to be a naysayer. No, I didn't realize. This article didn't mention that the men's record is that high. I thought when they were saying that that's faster than any of Federer's this year, that, that they were saying like this is within a few miles per hour of the fastest ever look, ma- look, look up with the fastest. It used to be Andy Roddick at 155, and now I, I think it's more than that. Okay. You, the, 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 the difference about the serve... Who's the slowest serve? The slowest <laughs> serve would be... Uh, me. Yeah. Gabriella sure. Sabatini, remember her? The bu- I, like like amazing the world champion. No, she was an Ar- Argentine, the, the beautiful Argentine who uh, was a world champion. She had by far the slowest second serve of any w- w- world champion ever. I think it was like fifty-two or something. <laughs> like the, the commentators would like laugh on TV when she would serve, but she would she was winning. You know, she she ever the rest sure, of her game was so game. good. Yeah. Right, right. So w- yeah. was that serve still good? Like, was it was it no, spinning well? No, it was, not, well, it was it? not a good serve. Okay, it was just a massive hole in her game, a massive weakness in her game. But uh, I didn't know if it was like bunting, like if there was a significance to serving really shitty. No, there okay. isn't. I mean, I, I I guess if you if you serve really slow with a shitload of spin. Could you That's like a knuckleballer could, or like yeah. a bowler in cricket that like what do they call those guys that just like throw like Floater ridiculous spins? Or, I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, or if you have no spin, I would expect someone be, from English to like know a, everything uh, about cricket. Yeah, like yeah, like in volleyball, you you have like the float serve, which is purposely slow and it moves like crazy. It's because like it a has knuckleball. no spin, so it's exactly. just susceptible to whatever air pockets. It That's hits not or, what Gabriela Sabatini was doing. Okay, but they, oh, so anyway, th- to, to get to yeah. the theories about why there's close to gender parity in serve speeds, Timothy Olds, a professor of University of South Australia, who has studied studied tennis uh, extensively, he offers a mechanical explanation. Okay. He said that a good serve depends on two things, the height at which the racket meets the ball and the speed of contact. Okay. On average, men are taller than women, which provides a natural advantage as they're driving the ball down towards the service box. Um, the speed of contact depends on racket speed, which is a function of what Olds called the kinetic chain connecting the torso, upper arm, lower arm, and wrist. Okay. And that chain depends on muscle strength and arm length, the latter of which helps the player generate angular velocity. And while men tend to have longer and stronger limbs, exceptional servers such as the Williams sisters, Serena being five foot nine and Venus being six one, which I didn't realize they were that much different. No, I didn't realize Venus was a full four um, inches taller. And Lasicki at five foot ten, they're quite muscular and long limbed. Um, Ferrer and Nishikori, for what it's worth, are listed at is it Ferrer? Yeah, fair. but but uh, see, at those five are, nine and five ten. I know those are the, those are the tallest, but he's he's right. saying okay, that there are it. there but are surely, examples of surely this analysis only holds for tennis. This They're also, also not good golf. servers, those two. Well, but right, but so. the, the fact that Lasicki hit a serve They're, at one thirty restaurants now. <laughs> the fact that Lasicki hit a one thirty one is crazy good. I mean, uh, and I would say the biggest difference that the reason we're seeing so much improvement in women's serve right now is is the mechanics. They're they're it's kind of like the 
we were talking about it earlier, they're being taught the right way to serve. It was always like women were coached to have great ground strokes but not work on their serve. Uh-huh. Now they're learning how to serve. So I just, but I, I would love to be proven wrong, but I think men will just from a, because there is a strength component there, to it. Got it. Right. And it's, Andy Roddick is now sixth in the world. He's sixth. That's how off my, well, we, we can, so we, you were, we, don't, we don't have to be accurate. We can be probably accurate. Yeah, on exactly. probably science. That's what okay. So you were correct with 155 miles an hour though. Okay. And which wh- is 249 kilometers an hour. Um, and who's the fastest male serve in the world? So I can give you the top five. Okay. Uh, Milos Raonic yeah, Canadian. is 155.3. Jesus. Jersey Jankowitz yeah. is 156 miles an hour. Wow. Albano Olivetti is 160. Um, amazing. I don't even know who that fucker is. I mean, and I follow sp- <laughs> I follow yeah. tennis. He's like the he's like the guy that can crush the golf ball 400 yards, but he can't like but make can't a putt. Pop, he's yeah. in a short game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. Hang on, if I look at it. Yeah, I mean, does it also French. have to? It has to go in. It's not like just you has to go in. Yeah, has to go. You're not. Just, and also, these speed guns. There's variants. There's, yeah, this guy. There is some controversy on this article. Yeah, about that, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So this guy. Yeah, you're right. The highest he ever ranked was 161 in the world. Okay, which is 700 places better than me. But, but still, uh, but still doesn't yeah. even put him in the upper like in the upper yeah. leagues of the elites. Yeah. Um, yes. And then um, Samuel Growth, Australian. Holy shit! In uh in a Korean tournament, uh recorded 163.7 miles an hour. I mean, which I is 263.4 kilometers. I can't an hour. believe that number. That's insane. If that hits you directly, even though it's a softish ball, like what does that do if it hits you in the head? Is that gonna if it hits you in the head directly, yeah. that's going to fuck you up. But but with tennis, it bounces, and it loses half its speed when it hits the ground. Oh. So it, it, oh, it's, that's the point, because it has to bounce. It before. has to bounce. So it's not entirely accurate when the when the commentator says, like, man, he returned that serve that came in at 140 miles an hour. It, 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 it came, came in at it, it came Well, it came in at 140, then hit the ground, and then came in at 70. So you could argue maybe that there's even more... Uh, adjustment going on for the returner of the serve because mm-hmm. it's coming in two two separate speeds, but th- the fact that she's serving one thirty. I mean, Serena, Serena and Venus used to their dad used. There's old footage of them starting out as children learning how to serve. Mm-hmm. Their dad would give them old rackets and they would start and they would throw them over the court. <laughs> That's the old racket, and they would throw and they mean and they would learn how to throw fast and long distance. And they have by far the two best serves on the, the most consistent serves on the women's tour, but. Uh, there is still a there still is a physical I love component. Up training techniques. It's yeah, good. Well, it, it fucking worked. You know, it's my favorite. The Rocky yeah. chasing chickens of, uh, the, the of teaching chasing, tennis. Yeah, yeah the yeah. chasing well, chickens. That yeah. whole like throw like a girl. Remember that that whole like thing. Like the, for a while, women was that, weren't. Was that a campaign? Or? It wasn't a campaign, but it was just like a. Yeah, it was a popular like you throw like a girl. Oh, okay, I thought yeah. it was like a. But like an anti that, like a kind of there has been no, well, yeah, there has been a viral, yeah, there has been a viral like do, play, play, do play like a girl, like a girl. Yeah, yeah. But but the reason that became was because women did were throwing not the same as men. They also weren't learning how to throw, yeah. but and that, they weren't that's being a, how they're taught. Yeah. Well, this this yeah. article also yeah. gets into the fact that uh, women weren't being encouraged to. Um, play sports where you would learn like women were being driven away from things like baseball because uh the only sure i mean for, for a number of reasons including that the most lucrative things for girls to get, become good at as far as scholarships and professional contracts are, are things like tennis soccer well, basketball and softball what do they think about to hold off orgasms <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Don't understand well, well look joke. tennis driven away from baseball T- thinking about baseball okay, okay. Oh, got us. Yes. old oh, cliche uh, okay i didn't get that because uh, we but, have different sports but that's also mm. why the uh what did you guys <laughs> think about snooker 
<laughs> yeah, what does Matt? What does a young British think about, man think, think about, about cricket? Well, no, think about cricket. Immediately. Now, well, well, because <laughs> they you don't are, have a, they haven't invented that. You are always thinking about England, as we've discussed yeah. before. I lie back and think of England. Right. Um, mm. By the way, Samuel Groth, the guy who has the fastest ever recorded serve, um, his highest ranking is seven. 75 in the world for singles and 31 in the world for doubles. Okay, which, which are amazingly accomplished, but... But still, you know, for the guy with the fast. Yeah. The elite. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has no career titles. His best result was a uh, f- uh, f- second round in the US Open okay. in singles, and he's hit second round... Oh, no, he's hit semifinals in the French Open with, with doubles. Oh, with doubles. Okay, yeah. Well, with his serve, if you're his partner... And he just bombs this serve at 167. All you, it, that's the easiest job in tennis. To, when your partner serves and you just stand at net because no one can ever return it. So you just sit there and just hit overheads at your friends and then flex, flex your muscles. Uh, so I could see him being very, very good at doubles, obviously. Um, Would that not also make him very good at singles? Well, singles, not, not necessarily. The, the, the returner has more court to return to in singles. In doubles, yeah. you have half as much court to return to because the partner at net can intercept any weak return. It doesn't, so, but I mean, isn't there a reaction time aspect to them being so close to the net so they can't move as quickly? So you, you never want to go to that side. You want to go to the deep side. You always want to go to the side with the server. Yeah. But the guy at net, if you watch modern day doubles like the Bryan brothers, yeah. it's like they don't even, they're both all over the court. So they move everywhere. Okay. They move everywhere. I mean, uh, yeah, you want a, a partner in doubles that can serve huge. And I and from what I if I memory cr- serves me, Lasicki is a fantastic doubles player as well. Okay. Like she's done really well at doubles, but and the Williams sisters are. I like this McK- this is this is the science that I get interested about, but you know, it is sports science, quote. But it's unquote. still science. Yeah, it's still and, science. And yeah. actually it gets into statistics kind of because um yeah, because women who are elite athletes are have fewer options, then you have a higher concentration of the best overall female athletes sure. in these few sports, which sure. might account for a large part of it. Like so there, there's a 13-year-old... That was something that was being talked about in the sports gene, one of the yeah. reasons why, for example, certain countries are dominant in sprinting. Right, like in... in um, Jamaican in Jamaica, sprinters, yeah. Jamaica, right. high school, the high school track meet is like the Super Bowl of Jamaica. Sure. It's the entire sure. nation's whereas, favorite huge sporting event. Yeah, so. whereas someone with that sort of muscle density and someone with that sort of natural athleticism in America sure. might get pushed into being a running back or a wide receiver yep. or something. Right. Or other. But, but, oh, go ahead. Sorry. If, if you have a daughter in America, why would you encourage her to play baseball? Right, it makes well, no There's sense. no leagues, there's no yeah. college... I mean, and if I'm a father with a daughter, I know if you're a collegiate athlete, athlete I was as well, uh, there was nine college scholarships per women's tennis team. Mm-hmm. There was four for men. So there was a much better chance your daughter was going to get a college scholarship if she played tennis yeah. than if she played, you know. So, so as a dad, ten- you're going to kind of give her a racket and say, maybe maybe this works out for her. Right. So that's why women's tennis suddenly has a concentration of some of the best female there we go. athletes. It's, and isn't it one of the, of the highest paying professional thing women, women can do in athletics? Or if, the if, highest if you or? make it. Look at Sharapova. She's like uh, Maria Sharapova. I mean, she's got her own fucking sugar company and her old. I mean, sugar Pova. It's not a joke. She really. Yes, yeah, she's a real thing. Sugar Pova. Because nothing she, says athleticism yeah, like, like sugar. Find. Well, you, you can make a shitload as a woman in sport. I mean, more than men for sure. In 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 uh, tennis. But you're talking about one or two people that do, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like. Well, but I mean, like the best ba- female basketball player in the world doesn't come anywhere near the best. 
tennis player, right? Just, yeah, correct. I mean, one thing, though, that you're going yes. to want to do, if no matter your gender, if you want to be a good athlete, is you're going to want to uh, you're going to want to take care of your bones. You're going to have strong <laughs> bones. This is true. Yes, you are. Really? This is true, Jesse. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and obviously the way to do that would be, uh, you know, you're going to want to drink I mean, some milk, As maybe? we all know, yeah, you're going to need a lot of calcium. That's what I assume. Drink like three glasses of milk a day. At least right? three. At you got to do it. I mean, it's a big part of that pyramid. Well, mm-hmm. you guys... Did you know that a new study suggests that milk uh, doesn't strengthen your bones? It ages you instead? What? Milk is a fucking devil, and everyone knows it. Everyone knows it, it's but when we still... We yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, it fe- I, I saw this story, and I was... I'm naturally wary of it because stay away from dairy is something that... The sort of pseudoscience slash paleo people tend to like... Well, that's not what they're saying. They- okay. So uh, let's go it's, through it's the not a it's not a stay away from dairy thing. It's a it's a we, we we have been our modern diets contain way too much dairy, which I think's fuck you know, yeah, probably true. Um, a research team from Uppsala uh, University in Sweden has found that women who drink more than three glasses of milk per day were more likely to break their bones than women who drank less. This finding was part of a study conducted on more than a hundred thousand people in Sweden based on how much dairy they habitually consumed. The researchers monitored the diets of 61,400 women between 1987 and 1990 and 45,300 men through 1997 by right. asking them... That's good numbers. That's, uh, what, that's a study that has... They actually have like... yeah. Uh, by asking them to fill out questionnaires on how often they ate common dairy products such as milk, cheese, and yogurt. The health of the female participants was monitored for 20 years after the questionnaires and for 11 years afterwards for the males. I don't know why those numbers are different. Um, publishing their result in the BMJ. It's the British Medical Journal. Um, the team says that in women, high milk intake led to a greater risk of bone fracture, and in both men and women, it was associated with a higher mortality rate. Women who drank three or more glasses a day had twice the chance of dying at the end of the study than those who drank less than one glass a day. Lead researcher Carl Michelson, a university nice in... Swedish name. Yeah. Uh, a professor in medical epidemiology at Uppsala University. Uh, that's what he has to say. And he says those who had a high milk intake also had a 50% higher risk of hip fracture. Um, interestingly, unlike milk, when the dairy product was fermented, like in yogurt, the results were reversed. Hmm. The participants who consumed more yogurt showed a decreased risk of experienced bone fractures. Um, well, fermentation, like, you know, we used to... Fermentation is always healthy. Like, all those old vegetables and potatoes are fermented. What is it? Is it kombucha? Is that what it is? The kombucha, tea that's kombucha is a fermented thing. It's like yeah. a tea. It's like a kombucha tea. Oh, absolutely! Like, I feel like health that would benefits. be mentioned in this in this. Yes, journal, it should be it, in this also journal. Also, the um, you you get it in uh, I think, uh, our certain Asian f- uh, kimchi. I was kimchi, to mm-hmm. absolutely kimchi. kimchi is a fermentation rather than and pickling. It, it absorbs the free radicals in your body and it builds see, all this fucking. It's like crazy. See, this is where potentially mm. free radicals mm. is that that sets off some alarms. I don't know, Costa. I don't know, buddy. I don't know. There's definitely. Once antioxidants come into the mix, that's when it suddenly becomes quite bullshitty. Where there's fairly okay. good evidence that even that antioxidants aren't even right. A, a thing. And possibly cover that potentially harmful. Like it's very like the science is very much out. Mm. A lot of things that get called superfoods. But I find you can drink as much milk as you want if you have the proper crystal in your pocket. Right. Well, well, that's why, how about this question? Can, how about this question? Why the fuck do we eat so much breast milk from other animals? Yeah, it's, it's yet weird. not 
human breast milk. I know we do as babies. Well, speak for yourself, my friend. But I'm saying, I know that sounds weird. Earthquake but it also it I keep a pint. <laughs> I keep a pint of our, our neighbor Karen. I keep a pint of her breast milk in my why don't we why don't we engage in breast milk as adults there is like a niche like a breast milk ice cream thing that was being made in the uk a couple years ago was that i was always the uk i think it was shut down oh yeah yeah it's probably in this journal i mean why do we eat goat tit milk and we can't eat human tit milk and that's the that's what it's called tit milk yes Yes. (laughs) yeah unlike the other types of milk uh, (laughs) from other parts of bodies by the way the bmj uh used to be the british medical journal now it's just the initials like how tlc used to be the uh kfc so um yeah milk don't do that that's not gonna make your bones stronger but yogurt might um also, it's, I remember. Yeah, it says here um, the difference could be down to the sugars that are found in milk, lactose and galactose. Both have been shown to accelerate aging processes such as inflammation and oxidative stress in previous research using animals. Uh, By the way, stress is it's always stress. It's always stress. If uh, you just fucking sleep a lot, you're going to live to be 300. You're not going to do anything cool in your life, but you're going to live to be 300. <laughs> uh, while the study involved a good amount of participants and was conducted over a relatively long period of time, this article in ScienceAlert.com says. The researchers are careful to point out that they're not ready to draw casual, uh, causal conclusions yet. Mm. Something they want to look at in the future is if alcohol consumption and weight and sorry, and weight could have an effect on the results. As milk features in many dietary guidelines and both hip fractures and cardiovascular disease are relatively common among older people, yeah. improving the evidence base for dietary recommendations could have substantial be- benefits for everyone. I wish I would have brought you guys some kimchi because I actually have some oh, in my fridge. Best. Yeah, it's just uh, like this ferment. And it, and it, it just you made keeps, it yourself? I don't make it myself. No. But when I bought it at this farmer's market, they're like, it keeps forever. Because it's fermented and it just gets more fermented as time goes on, so it just which is better, better for you and harder grosser. to eat and harder okay, to eat. Yeah. Yes, but it's, it's a good it's a good ingredient in your earthquake kit. There we go. Kimchi. From, yeah, yes. put and, it next hum- to and Karen's breast milk. Yeah. I do like the other bit of kimchi. Um, but that yeah. last quote was from epidemiologist Mary Schooling from the City University of New York in the U.S. Oh, interesting. Who Excellent. added that in an accompanying editorial in the BMJ? Can, can people send us other stuff or? If people if wants can to send, send us, us, if you want to send us stories, you can email probablyscience at gmail.com. You can tweet uh, us at probably science. You can, do that as you well. can Facebook us as well. Facebook um, slash probably science. We've episode. started to tweet out some of the stories that you guys send us throughout the week, particularly the ones that we don't get time to cover in the show. So if you email us in a story and you want us to give you proper credit, uh, if you're on Twitter, include your Twitter handle there and we'll make sure we credit you properly. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, we recorded this a little bit out of order, so that's why we're, we aren't reporting on the Rosetta Comet landing latest and greatest because it will have already come and gone by now. Did it and- land? Well, it did. As of the recording of this, it has landed. There's been a problem with actually, uh, yeah. I believe, having it anchor to the well, comet. We're going to discuss this on we'll the dis- previous episode. Which- you have already heard us talk about this <laughs> oh, last week. No. This is why we're not. But yeah, by the time you're hearing this, it's. I think the lifespan of that thing was only going to be two and a half days. Two and a half so days of battery will, life. It will have so, been so none of this old news. news. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. But also, on uh, the other thing you can do, you can go to probablyscience.com, where we will post the episode and links to all the stories we cover. And on probablyscience.com, you can also find a donation button, mm-hmm. which you which can... we've we've thanked everyone on the last episode, though. Uh, from well, the, right? but there have probably been donors in the time between us talking Since... right now and this coming out, and you will be thanked eventually. On so the next episode, you. perhaps. Yes. What we should explain we're doing right now is <laughs> Jesse and I were both going to be out of town for a couple of weeks over Christmas. Yeah. And so, in advance of that, we're trying to load up a couple of episodes oh, so that we don't l- let me, drop. Anything. Let me tell you guys this little surprise for the listeners. Mm-hmm. It's not a surprise, but um, I have been in touch with. I'm so 
I'm doing like a month of road gig weirdness stuff, which I, I try to do every winter. And then um, I'm going to be home for like a week. I'm going to be back in Nashville, uh, where I will be doing shows to the Nashville listeners. Um, but I... Uh, I'm definitely going to do a little Christmas uh, Christmas episode recording thing where um, I'm definitely getting the lizard on, so everyone will finally get to hear the lizard. <laughs> yes, um, awesome. We should all get our parents on for an episode. Like, yeah, my we? dad's name Lizard. Your dad's name is Lizard. Yeah, nickname or f- real name? Nickname. That's fantastic. Yeah, but he's. I mean, he has like a big lizard tattoo. He's all about it. It's weird, um, <laughs> but he's a great guy. So I have him on. Will this podcast be on the month of November? It will, uh, I believe Just. this will be dropping the 25th-ish. Because yeah. I'm growing this mustache right now. Oh, for, you're For the cause of Movember, which raises money for men's health initiatives. And uh, if you look me up on, on Movember or under the team Mustache Laughs, because a couple comics is in that, the L.A. area have joined as well. L-A-U-G-H-S, or have you done L-A-F-F-S? I've done L-A-U-G-H-S. Excellent. Okay, well, well, good, good. Uh, you, you know, people, after you donate to Probably Science, donate over to Movember. Oh, absolutely do oh, that. yeah. I don't typically wear this disgusting thing on my face. It looks good. You, can, you wear it well. Thank and you. And then <laughs> also for anyone who might be buying holiday gifts, mm-hmm. if you're using Amazon... Uh, either the UK, Canadian, or I think we've got the UK, the Canadian, and the American versions. Mm-hmm. If you, again, click on the Amazon link on com and then just follow that through to the store and shop as normal, it costs you no extra. We get a small commission. And do you guys uh, have we'll shirts, shirts or great, something? What do you have? Shirts or something? You, that's a great gift. Stocking stuffers. If you guys there want a Probably Science <laughs> shirt, you can also look on uh, any of the recent episodes. We have a link directly to Estoy Merchandise, which carries uh, some Probably Science t-shirts that are oh so comfortable. Those American Apparel tri-blends, mm. best shirt made. Mm. Mm. Yes, an old American Apparel tri-blend. You know, I like to uh, <laughs> toss one of those on before I go to bed. Uh-huh. You know? You do? Yeah, I like to toss one of those. It's comfortable to sleep in. Comfortable sleep, and sometimes before you go to bed, you know you you have to know you're getting tired. Mm-hmm. You have to know you're getting tired. Sure, so you might let out a. I mean, how would you even know you're getting sleepy? Probably let out a some know. sort of yawn. Did you guys know that um, <laughs> yawning spreads like a plague in wolves? Really, autistic wolves? No, no. See, here's the thing. We've covered this a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, apparently, uh, yawning is kids not contagious. In- don't catch yawns. Is that because they don't read social cues as well? That's the that's theory. what we're thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, so, so it seems that evidence of contagious yawning in chimps, dogs, and now wolves suggests that the behavior is linked to a mammalian sense of empathy. Might not be that physiological. Um, wow, that's so interesting about the autistic thing. I know that's a different article, but <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, so once well, you we had it confirmed by a uh, well, not confirmed, but at least backed up by a listener who has mm-hmm. a child with autism and said, "Yeah, he doesn't. It's quite wild. He doesn't that? Yeah. catch it. He, he's." Tr- He's run a couple of experiments where he's test yawned in the presence. <laughs> yeah. Just, and it, it is, yeah. It's one uh, of the signs. Because it is contagious as fuck, man. It's like totally. Well, yeah. I thought it was too. Then I tried on that episode to get you guys to do it by doing it and nobody. Mine, my fake yawn didn't. I want to yawn right now by talking about it. I'm not kidding. No, I know. You can feel it. That's yes. what I'm saying. You can feel it in the back. <laughs> come on, guys. Come but on. But once you see someone yawn. It's got to be real. Um, wants it. Uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Somebody like wants this. Nobody <laughs> wants this. <laughs> you get all pissed off. It means that I'm a bad actor or yawner. Uh, so Put a lot of time and effort into this yawn. So once you see someone yawn, unless it's Andy Thomas Wood, you're mm-hmm. compelled to do the same. Now it seems that wolves can be added to the list of animals known to spread yawns like a contagion. Among humans, even thinking about yawning can trigger the reflex. There we go. Leading some to suspect that catching a yawn is linked uh, to our ability to empathize with other humans. For instance, contagious yawning activates the same parts of the brain that govern empathy and social know-how. And some studies have shown that humans with more fine-tuned social skills are more likely to catch a yawn. 
Similarly, chimps, baboons, and bonobos often yawn when they see other members of their species bonobos. yawning. Uh, they can catch yawn. Chimps can catch yawns from humans, even virtual ones, uh, as they'll they'll show them like in a video. You know. Um, like if Tupac's hologram yawned, would we would we yawn? Well, that's what they're thinking. That's what they're thinking. Yeah. The whole of Coachella would yawn. Yeah. <laughs> um, efforts to see if dogs catch the yawns uh, from each other and to replicate the results with humans have, have so far had no luck. Now a study published in... Uh, I'm yawning. I'm not kidding. It's real yawn. I'm not kidding. Yawn. That was a real fucking yawn. Real yawn. Well, it works for me, too. That's All right, so everyone weird. who's listening right now to the show who suddenly got tired, everyone just, yeah. like, shake it out. That's yeah. so yeah. weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Shake yeah. it out. So now, we want your attention for the last few bits of this uh, podcast. Now a study published today in PLOS One, as it's called. Public Repo- Library of Science One. Public mm-hmm. Library of Science. Yeah. That's not what it is. Uh, reports go. the first evidence. That was a British Medical Journal. Uh, reports the first evidence of contagious yawning in wolves, or the Canis lupus lupus. Uh. Um, oh, wolves. Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> we, showed that the, we showed that the wolves were able to yawn contagiously, and this is affected by the emotional bond between individuals, which suggests the familiarity and social bonds matter in these animals the same way as it does in I'm humans. Again, dude. Says study co-author <laughs> Teresa Romero. That's because how boring your story is, Jesse. So. Um, oh, okay. I'll just go fuck myself. Well, um, <laughs> all right. Well, never mind. I'm sure the listeners weren't interested. Nah. Yeah, who gives a we fuck? Got it. I just we got channeled it. Brooks Whelan for a second there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jesse, I wasn't actually saying that. I was just... <laughs> huh? Oh, because of how boring my story? I am sure. Me of all people. I'm sure I'm on the receiving end of this all the time. I'm sure I get people to yawn. Maybe if I took a yawn. Guys, so so these wolves. This is... They did this in Tokyo. Um, and so here's so here's the study. All right, they took a stab at these we, we haven't gone to the study yet. This is the study. They took a stab at these questions by looking at contagious yawning in dogs, closest relatives, wolves. For 254 hours over five months, they observed 12 wolves, six males, six females, at the Tama Zoological Park in Tokyo. They kept tabs on the who, what, when, where, and how many and how long of every yawn. Then separated out data for yawns in relaxed settings to minimize the influence of external stimuli. Next, they statistically analyzed the data and looked for trends. They found that wolves were much more likely to yawn in response to another's yawn rather than not, which suggests that con- uh, contagious yawning is at play. Um, this is a pretty boring study. It's, it, it you know, puts you to sleep. But uh, they decided that contagious yawning works along the same social dimension supports uh, the idea... That's a weird sentence. Contagious yawning works along the same social dimension support. Mm, written weird. Social dimension that supports the idea that the mechanism. Oh no, this sentence is awful. <laughs> this is a terrible sentence. I'm gonna start looking through the hippies journal. Do again. it. Yeah, that contagious yawning works along the same social dimension. Sup- supports the oh, idea. Oh, okay. you because you emphasize the that. Yeah. You start, okay. Here we go. We got this sentence. Oh, okay. I got it. We got it, it down. Okay. Matt got it. Yes. He cracked it open. Yeah. It's like. That contagious yawning works along the same social dimension supports the idea ah. that the mechanism that allows us to copy the smiles, frowns, and fears of others also allows us to copy their yawns. Empathy likely originated as an ancestral trait in mammals, and that's why it emerges in such disparate species as wolves and humans. Huh. More and more research is supporting this idea that basic forms of empathy are very ancient, and they are, present, and they are present in a wide number of species, at least in mammals, says Romero. Elephants, for example, can comfort their upset friends. Even rats exhibit a basic helping behavior towards other friendly rodents. So they're trying to figure out why. What's the point of contagious yawning? 
And, and they why say, it shows up in wolves and not dogs. Yeah, and they say, they say uh, well, it's not affected of present-day dogs, but I think that has so much to do with the domestication of them. They say it's impossible to say what true function uh, contagious yawning serves in wolves, but the researchers argue that such behavior could cultivate social bonds. And again, this is speculation on the researchers' parts. They're, I guess they can speculate better than us. I don't know. Uh, if an individual is not in sync with its group, it risks being left behind. That is not good. So, you know, if you're a wolf, if you're hanging out with wolves and one of them yawns, yawn with them. Not, but it isn't also like, hey, group. pack, we're going to sleep now. Oh, isn't maybe. it? Isn't it? I, yeah, I, I, I always thought alpha, it was like, hey, I'm the alpha and we should sleep now. I've heard various things. Again, this is something like dredged up from distant memory. But yawning, yawning as a process also is a way to get more oxygen into your system. So it could be a way of alerting. Andy's really going. The rest Andy of the and I have both yawned eight times during. I this. just looked at the picture of the wolf yawning. Maybe yawn again. Wow. Um, but it could also be a way interesting. of interesting. Let, yeah, letting everyone else in your tribe know, well, we need to breathe more in this situation. Interesting. You know what we need to do more is see Michael do some fucking stand-up. Yes, yeah, he should. What do you got coming up, buddy? Should. What do I have coming up? I have, by the time this drops, uh, I will be going to the Atlanta Improv uh, December 11 through 13. All right. Fun and, room, uh, good room. Fun, good room. And that's it. And then New Year's Eve still figuring out. Still, mm. still figuring out. Open listeners, who open <laughs> listeners who are open. This Where guy else? can do a countdown. I've seen him do a countdown. Do you want your New Year's party to get accosted? Is that, <laughs> yes, that's what that? it is. Okay, yeah. Uh, I have a web series called Sports Costa Basement. Is sportscostabasement dot com, and my Twitter handle is at Michael Costa K O S T A. Do there we go. follow him. Do check him out. Very funny comic. Are you doing the Hermosa Beach this weekend? I'm not doing it. No, is there something special happening this No, weekend? it's just the normal weekend shows, but I perform at Hermosa Beach Comedy Magic Club a lot, we too. We quite so. often see each other. I haven't seen yeah. you down there yeah. in a while. Really? I suppose. I lived in New York for a year. Maybe that was it. Because we were working on that uh, daily sports show yeah. with Regis. Yeah, with Regis Philbin. Yeah, speaking of yawning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it was called Crowd Goes Wild. Yeah. Can you still find videos of that online? For you, can, you can. I don't know if you want to, but Absolutely. you can. Okay. I still think their website's functional. Although the day we were canceled, they took down the entire YouTube page. But crowdgoeswild.com was what it was. It still, still may be up. Uh, so don't go there, but do follow Michael Costa on yeah, Twitter whatever. and yeah. go and see his gigs. Also, guess, yeah, come see all of us at Comedy and Magic, apparently. While, started hanging there again. Uh, yeah, also, while on. we're plugging stuff, this will drop just in time for my run in the Northwest. Where so you going? if you're in either Portland or Seattle, I'm going to be in Seattle on Friday the 28th at the Neptune Theater, and then Portland on Saturday the 29th. So that's uh, at, at the Hollywood, funny ever everything at the Hollywood. So mm-hmm. if you're in either of those two cities or within that's a awesome. short distance, please come out and see me do stand-up. That should be a really fun show. Or both of them, that's Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. Come out, uh, check us out. Uh, Jesse, is there anything else? That, or Andy? I'm still sleepy from Thanksgiving. Okay, yes. I assume. So you know, send Jesse love and warmth. <laughs> and yeah, as always, you can send us any questions, comments, clarifications. Probably science at gmail dot com is our email address. You can tweet us at probably science. Uh, probably science dot com is the web page where you can look at all the past episodes. You can find links to our stories and to our guests, and you can also find both the donation button, which really helps us out. We hugely appreciate it. And the Amazon link, if you're not able to donate and if you're not shopping on Amazon, the other way you can hugely help us out is just by spreading the word about the podcast. Tell your friends, tell people you know, mention us on social media, tweet about us, Facebook about us, that kind of thing. And also subscribe if you're not already subscribing. That helps boost us in the iTunes rankings. 
particularly if you subscribe through the iTunes phone app, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's Ugh. all from us. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's always, they're always iTunes. You know always I mean? iTunes. Always you know, iTunes. But it just... Well, we're on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. Check we're it out. On, yeah, write us nice, write nice comments about us on Stitcher as well. That also helps us out, but... Yeah, all of those things help. And buy uh, buy your loved ones a T-shirt. Buy for your the loved holidays. ones a probably size T-shirt. Yeah, and we're Christmas. working on working on other other shirt stuff. Yeah, we're gonna do yeah. more, more. You know, uh, we'll have more things. We'll have more things. Well, if that we yeah, there we're gonna have things. By you the time this goes out, there might be more things. So check yes. the website. We love you all very much. We're very bad at that kind of thing. Thank you for having me. Well. I appreciate you guys having Thank me. You Thank you, Mike. We very much appreciate it. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. 